Welcome to the Yak Sports Podcast with Joe Deck and Leela McRae. Just so the folks at home know, we're doing this one a little bit different. It's the summer, and uh, I don't know. Leela and I need something to do different. There's a big college baseball game going on, so Leela and I are both watching it. And uh, we'll be talking about the game, what's going on in the game, and just having a casual conversation this week. No set topics or lineup because all our local teams are done, so... Without further ado, Leland, uh, this Wake Forest LSU game has been crazy. I thought Wake Forest was going to really be in trouble there yeah. early when that ball went over that guy's head, and he was still not wearing his sunglasses. Uh, they're just on his hat for style, I guess. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. That was one where Eduardo Rodriguez is like, what is he doing? And I was like, I am with you there, Eduardo. I don't really know why he's got them there if he's not going to wear them. We used to have that. Like in high school, I, I never had a baseball coach that was like good with the sunglasses. He's like, you guys just want to look cool. None of y'all wear them for actually not seeing in the sun. And uh, luckily at home at Riverheads, like the sun really wasn't an issue. It was always kind of setting behind us and like behind right field. So it really wasn't that big a deal, but on the road, but I just remember like I had three different head coaches in varsity softball in four years. And yeah, they all just, they weren't buying it. And for a good reason, I wanted I wanted Oakleys like the flip up Oakleys like Griffey had kind of thing. So the flip ups would have been fine though. That's yeah, what that guy but needed. I like I'm going to tell you, it, it, they were right. I, I wanted to wear it because Griffey was wearing it in those style. <laughs> but that's fine. But the flip ups like that would have helped that kid because he they were talking about how because home plate is in a shadow, well, you this, can't yeah. see it when it's off the bat. But as soon as it gets above the stadium, there you need them. And you know what uh, drives me nuts is the is like we're talking about equipment is like everybody's hats fly off their head as they're about to go make a good catch. I, this guy on the mound is crazy by the way, all the time. I swear they knock their hats off these days. Like why is it uncool to make a dive and catch with your hat still on? I don't know, but this pitcher for LSU number 28 is a crazy person. Yeah. Flipping the glove and talking to himself. I mean, that is the stuff of a psychopath. That's John rocker stuff. I, I was disappointed. They didn't get more than two. They had bases loaded in the sixth. Nobody out. Nobody out, and all they got was two. So, But it sets it up. I mean, I had this game marked as soon as they made the schedule last week. You know, I was looking, well, okay, when's UVA playing? And I was like, looked at what Monday could be if Wake Forest won, and the other team they would have played was, what, Tennessee? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I was like, that Monday night game is going to be awesome. So, I mean, they set it up for this, and it's good as with LSU. Like, this is – yeah, LSU's, it, had a, LSU's had a freaking year, man. Like the women's basketball, they just like keep having success, keep having people in the news. That Olivia Dune, she you you were texting me, she's at this game, she's been all over the news and kind of like the what is she the highest earning NIL athlete? Uh, something like that. But that's not. It was just a cringe moment. We don't have to talk oh. about it. But cringiest moment I've seen during a live sporting event i just i I, i'll talk about it i don't care grown ass men getting autographs old enough to be your dad old enough to be your dad yeah getting one from a cheerleader who has gained popularity because of her looks she's a gymnast maybe maybe, oh yeah excuse me excuse me absolutely she is a gymnast and very good and and that's great just like when she has gained popularity because of her looks and her TikTok, 
maybe that's not the autograph you go get. Because I, I, I have my hesitations when any of these grown men are like pushing kids out the way to get autographs. That shouldn't when, be happening, period. Yeah, you're right. If yes. you're a grown-ass man, don't stop. Don't. Do not. Yeah. Do not. Ask for a person's autograph. It's weird. It's weird. Did you see uh, what happened in Boston yesterday with the, uh, I guess it was a home run ball, and then the other fan gave it to the kid. And so there's the dad and they had two kids, one sitting on each side, and they gave it to the little kid, and he just immediately threw it back on the field. And then the brother's going crazy, like pissed at his brother. Um, It was like a viral thing yesterday afternoon. I didn't see that. Well, it was awesome because, like, I kept seeing those tweets, and they're like, this kid's brother – is everyone like, I mean, the brother is just going off and the dad's like starting to calm him down. And like the other fans are like, Oh, you know, laughing that he threw the ball away. Well, the Red Sox, like I saw a clip on sports center later where they like the Red Sox, I guess, because it got so much run on social media, they took them like a signed Jersey. They took them a signed ball. Like they took the family, like multiple things. I thought that was a good move on Red Sox, social media paying attention there. Okay. You missed it? I missed it. it. It was probably because they were playing the Yankees, and the last thing I want to do is watch the devil. It play, was in the day game. It was. I saw them, it from the from play the themselves. Twitter, so. Yeah, I don't want to see the devil face one of his you know, right-hand men. I don't need to see that. Hey, I'll tell you what. That game last night was the quickest Red Sox-Yankees games that, that has ever existed. I'm t- that's where you know the rules are working, right? Those games usually take four and a half, five hours. And oh, the yeah. fact you that those are now like regular and it's like six. Yeah. Now that those are regular games, like that's how, you know, the rules are working. Hats off to Rob Manfred. He's managed to make a Yankees Red Sox game watchable. You brought up UVA though. I mean, gosh, that's gotta be a tough tournament. I, what heartbreaking ways to lose those games. Just soul crushing. If you're a UVA fan, it just, it almost makes me feel bad for him, but almost isn't there. So yeah, I don't, I just, I don't know, man. I Then I read articles today that, like, reinforce my feelings because it's like, well, I mean, UVA was a long shot to even be in the College World Series and this and that. Like, what, in in April? Maybe March? Yeah, like, they, I, I didn't buy absolutely that. absolutely deserving to be in, in Omaha. They were a super regional host and made yeah. it to the College World Series. That is achieving what you're supposed to do. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. They they absolutely were supposed to get there. Um, now, they what killed them was the offense, right? The offense is yeah. used to scoring nine runs a game. I think they scored. I think I saw it was eight combined over the two games. That's going to be tough to overcome um, when you're used to you know scoring almost that many runs per game and you, you cut that in half. But it's still a good team. I mean, that's the thing. It, yeah, the ACC good. was really yeah. good this year. I mean, UVA was good. Uh, they get to Omaha. Wake Forest is the number one overall seed. They look great, um, which is, you know, I, I just don't remember Wake Forest being this good ever. So this is a huge, well, huge one. step up. They won one that, not that long ago, didn't they? Didn't they win a college world series? No. Or am I imagining this? You're imagining it. Okay. I saw something where it was like they're asking all these people in Omaha for the College World Series. They're like, where is Wake Forest? And like, <laughs> I mean, it was like one of those, um, 
you know, man on the street things. So mm-hmm. like you're only seeing the highlights of people that don't know, but it was, I mean, anywhere, but the Southeast, basically people were guessing. Man, then those people have no shot at getting Oral Roberts, yeah. right? Like, absolutely not. Phew. I mean, like, I'm not saying I know every college ever, but like the Power Five, yeah. Power Five, yeah. And just from video games and watching a lot of college basketball, a lot of tournaments, a lot of I other mean, schools I could, now. I think I could say every state. Like, if I miss the city that they're in, okay. But, like, I even think I'll get a high. Power fives, I could do very well in the city. Um, yeah. There might be one or two that I miss. Um, but G5s, I, I think I could get the state on most. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of those in, like, Oklahoma, Indiana, Midwest kind of things where, like, it starts to blend together. There's some that, like, you know, like... Remembering which state is Kent, you know, it's, it sometimes gets tough. No, that's not hard. That's not hard. But like, as an example. Like, yeah, but there was a tragedy there. That's history. That's U.S. history. That's in Ohio. That was before tragedies were common. But... um. I guess I use that one because that's the one I, that's the one I know because like I, I think that's where Dave Letterman went. If he didn't go there, he had a strong connection there. Ball State is one that sometimes I have to remember. Like yeah. that's in Indiana. Um, yeah. I think Kentucky has some schools that sometimes I, I'm I'm just like hesitant on. I'm trying to think of one of the ones that you would get tripped up on in Kentucky now because maybe I would be tripped up because I think I've like looked it up before. I'm like, oh, Kentucky. How about that? Is Monmouth in Kentucky? I don't know. I don't think Monmouth's in Kentucky. I think Monmouth's in like <laughs> up north. Is that the northeast? Yeah. So history that's one of those G fives that I don't know. <laughs> Monmouth, I'm like, nah, whatever. I guess it would be in the northeast because I think they used to be in the northeast conference, so that would make sense. Um, I've had to look up Bowling Green before. Like, I think in college, I didn't know where Bowling Green was until like I needed to. That's in Kentucky. Yeah. It's in Ohio, isn't it? Oh, you're right. There is a Bowling Green, Kentucky, but <laughs> the college is See? not there. Yeah. No one's above messing these up. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think there's a city in Kentucky. I'm mad at I myself. I should have just known Ohio. it was in Ohio because it's in the MAC, and chances are if yeah. you're in the MAC, you're in Ohio somewhere. I think there's a there's a Bowling Green, Kentucky. I think there's a Bowling Green, Virginia, actually, too. But I know there's a Bowling Green golf course. University is in Ohio. Yes. I know there's a Bowling Green golf course in Virginia. Um, I don't know if there's a, t- I'm, maybe there is a town. I don't know. I sent you the video of that kid throwing the ball back. The- I saw it. I don't care. Okay. The kid's a Red Sox fan. He's going to grow up to be nothing but trouble. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, I, I've been paying a lot of attention. So like most of the time on the podcast, I'm just like, so what are they always doing this week? I already know. Uh, I picked up Gunnar Henderson. I was amazed he was available. I finally figured out this week. Why is available? Someone dropped him. Yeah, he had sucked. First of June, June, someone dropped him, and I picked him up right after that, and he went on a tear, and that that was fortunate. Yeah, he had been really struggling, and then you right when you picked him up, I guess. Thank you. Yeah, um, because you have turned his uh, season around a little bit, which is good. Um, I don't normally do that. Ask Ricky Fowler. I don't. I don't generally do that with my. Fantasy and gambling decisions. Oh, I knew Ricky Fowler wasn't going to win. 
I didn't. I'll, 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 I, uh, for podcast sake, uh, I will. Let's come back to that in a minute. But on the Orioles, I finally think I'm confident. Like, oh, we're. I am so not. We're even after a bad weekend where we lose two or three to the Cubs, which is yeah. bad. I'm not worried. This team is going yeah. to the playoffs. It's just a question of how many young guys we have on the roster teams. when we do it. Yeah, I, I'm not scared. Who am I scared of? The Boston Red Sox, please. Chuck oh, Reds. that's what I was going to say. That's why I wanted to come back to baseball and I got uh, held up. The guy that dropped the Gunnar Henderson. When he dropped Gunnar Henderson, I picked him up. And I didn't realize he was just available. I was just like randomly doing a search and I picked him up. Sure. I went back today to look up somebody because this guy that was 0-9 in the league, he has beat number one two weeks ago, me, number two this past week. He's now two and nine. And he picked up three Reds players when he dropped Gunnar Henderson and somebody else. He ended up getting three Reds players right ahead of this run that they just went on. How about that? Amazing. The Rojo wizard, dude. I yeah. called him a magician. Yeah, I got a buddy who's a Reds fan. He's been pretty excited recently. Um, yeah. I know a couple of Reds fans. It's, it's like, I don't know. I did. I don't dislike I, the Reds, though. I mean, I do within division stuff, but it's not like. But see, I'm not a Pirates I know fan. The Reds fans, I like those people a lot. Like, it's not like I put up with their fandom. Like, I like those people. So I get it. Yeah, get I'm it. not a Pirates fan, so it's not like a division thing for me. Yeah. I just hate generally anything in Cincinnati, so. What's he getting yelled at? What's the umpire getting booed for? Uh, who knows, dude? I've got my TV on mute so I can talk to you. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I, I, I was interested in this game. I got held up. I didn't, couldn't watch the first two runs for LSU, but then uh, I've been watching since, what, the fifth or sixth? Maybe the fourth. They've talked about the strike zone floating a lot. And it has, I guess, but... Well, I mean, I college know. is going to be the last to catch up. Like, whatever they do in the major leagues, if they ever go with Robo-Ump, I mean, college will be after oh. that. Oh. That was a nice play by the third baseman. He's on top of that font. What are you doing? Well... That's too... That font's too small. That goes... One, on uh, Wake Forest uniforms? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But this goes back to the... Uh, my family's house words, we do not bunt. This is why. <laughs> you do not bunt in this house. Like, that's just foolish. It's like uh, in Moneyball. Like, you just say thank you and throw it to first. <laughs> yep. They're giving outs. And, and there you gave away an out and you popped it up. Third baseman is running in. He catches it in the air. So now that guy has to stay at first. Now you, you've you just given away an out for no advantage. As you'd expect, because I'm old and crotchety, I, I love a good manufactured run. Uh, then I'm telling you, I hope you watched the A-10 tournament because George Mason absolutely <laughs> believed that. And they were good at it. That's how they won the, the conference tournament. But MVP baseball on PlayStation, oh, up in PlayStation 2. I mean, you could hit homers like they're like the Sammy Sosa was just awesome. Jeff Dowd, which was Barry Bonds. Uh, yeah, they would just hammer home runs. But we did a season one summer. Um, I stayed at Virginia Tech and did summer classes. And two of my roommates did, too. And like every day it was like morning classes and then 
most days was like we played a like we we, we cooked out for lunch every day. We grilled. Like we'd get we'd come home from classes and stop at food line and get like stuff to grill. We'd play a sand volleyball, beach volleyball on the court right behind the apartment, and then um, we had a season going for the whole summer. Two summer sessions of MVP baseball. We played 162 games. And since it was my game, and I guess I initiated it, it was the Florida Marlins. And that team did not have Sammy Sosa or Jeff Dowd. Yeah. Um, and we, you could just manufacture all day. Basically, if you just hit the other way, if you just press to hit the ball the other way, you're just getting hit after hit after hit after hit. See, Juan Pierre was on that team. Juan Pierre, Mike Lowell was the was the best home runner. Like that was the one guy you didn't just definitely uh hit the other way you might take the swing for the fence with him and he'd do it pretty good um Dontrell Willis I mean it was it was that team that it was coming off of them yeah Josh Beckett I think was still a pitcher on their team yeah they were loaded they They had good pitchers that team everybody said they bought that world series and then like dismantled it like actually the next year they still had a lot of those guys on the roster it's just when the next year when they were terrible that's when they dismantled they didn't dismantle in like November they dismantled the next July. Right, because it wasn't going well. Yeah. It was not. They caught their fire and took it, which happens. Yeah, I mean, if you're not one of the big market clubs, it's hard to repeat. Oh, there's Santa. When was the last time we had a repeat? It's been a while. It has been a while. I'm trying to think, because the Dodgers had somebody interrupt yeah. There's the Astros had people interrupt theirs. Well, there was a little time between trash can beatings. Yeah. Oh, the LSU fans really don't like this. It's Houston, that. Atlanta, Dodgers, Nationals, Red Sox, Astros, Cubs, Royals. Good Lord. Might Cubs the and the Yankees. Royals won it in back-to-back years. That's just craziness. Might be Giants, Red Sox, back Giants, in Cardinals, Giants, Yankees, Phillies, Red Sox, Cardinals, White Sox, Red Sox. We're going back to the 2000 Yankees. That was the last time someone went back to back. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking at the turn of the century. So that's great for baseball. I mean, 25 years without a repeat champion. Well, not 25 quite, but 22. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say, unless the Orioles are able to do it here, probably going to be 25 years where we don't see a repeat champion. The Orioles are the biggest obstacle uh, to that. Toronto was before then. Not exactly a big market there. 90. 92, 93. 92, 93. I distinctly, that's probably like. That's Joe Carter's. When I really. Yeah. Every World Series from then on, I like really remember watching. I remember watching 89 when the A's were in it against the Giants and it was the earthquake. I I remember watching it. Um, I probably, I don't remember Cincinnati beating the A's in 90 as much. I think I remember 91 with Kirby Puckett and the Twins beating the Braves. That was one of those that during COVID, I saw the Reds beat the A's uh, on MLB Network. I mean, no, that it happened. I just don't remember it. They just showed it. Well, obviously I didn't. I mean, I was only a year old, but I was six. Yeah. I mean, you'll have that. I remember. I remember the next year, though. Minnesota, I remember the Twins being in it. So from 91 on, I have a good handle of what I watched. Yeah. Except 94. I just, I don't, I don't remember that World Series. I just don't think baseball would ever let it come to that again. I don't think they'll ever, 
cancel the rest of the season. Like, I think that hurt them so bad. It did, but I wouldn't put it past baseball. Baseball is. They don't learn. <laughs> no, they don't. They just don't. And, and the I don't. That's saying, like, I trust the people in charge. Speaking of people in charge, let's let's talk about U.S. soccer a little bit, because they they had a great weekend. Um, beat Mexico three nil, which was great. Uh, Reina, Gio Reina, who we didn't see play in the World Cup because uh, he wasn't, I guess, good enough. Um, scored a goal, two assists, something crazy like that. Maybe didn't have the goal, but racked up some assists in there in that semifinal. Then in the final, uh, we scored two goals against Canada, win two nil. He had both assists, uh, playing in two finals matches for the United States. He has the most assists and goal contributions of any American player. So naturally, I'm glad he didn't play in the World Cup when we scored a grand total of, uh, what was it, two goals? Two goals. I don't know. I do remember you whining about this and and knowing Um, about it. Time, and and so. we've decided to rehire Greg Burhalter if you missed that. That's that's baffling. You you put the guy on hiatus, right? You're investigating this allegation at the time of domestic violence. Greg Burhalter and his wife both come out and say it's not an allegation, it it did happen. US soccer's like, okay. We're gonna bring him back. <laughs> there is no way. There's no way. One on that that he should have been brought back. Two, he's not a good coach. You have set the bar. Like, we we talk about people, you know, oh, well, this guy's so good. Like, let's just look the other way on this. And that's wrong in sports. This guy shouldn't be brought back, period. But now U.S. soccer is basically saying, if you have a pulse, we don't care. Because this guy, there's no way he's the best man for the job. You've seen the How interim is- come in and beat teams he couldn't beat in the World Cup qualifying stage. How has, like, coaching the U.S. soccer team turned into, like, American presidential politics? Oh, I was getting ready to say. We just can't find somebody better. And and this is funny being one-sided for any listener that's ears just perked up. I think both sides could, you know, say, "Uh, you know, (laughs) can't we find somebody that kind of pleases everyone a little bit better? I think we'd all probably hope for that a little bit, at least a little bit. Now we can't do that. Yeah. Both both sides. But what like, I was what I was together, talking US to my soccer. brother about during the Canada match where we scored two goals because Gio Reyna is looking amazing, and we have Balogun who was new to the team this cycle, um, in his second match ever as an American or second appearance ever as an American scores a goal in the Canada match, uh, clinical finish, just fantastic, and what I told him. All this proves, because none of the, Balogun might be too good to bench, I, I hope. Although I thought Reyna was too good to bench, and I was wrong. Um, you just watch what Reyna does when he has the ball at his feet. He's spinning around Canadian defenders, dribbling through them, making them look like fools. And I'm like, and that guy wasn't good enough to play against Wales? Like, what are we talking about? Canada's better than Wales. Canada's not good, but Canada's better than Wales. How did we lose to Wales again? Oh, that's right, because we didn't play our best players. And now we brought in the guy who has a beef with this guy who's one of your best players. They put him in a central attacking mid-roll, and I I laughed out loud when Clint Dempsey's like, I mean, the way Gio Reyna's played at the central attacking mid-roll, 
I mean, what do you do when, you know, with Musa and names the guys who played in the World Cup? What do you do when they come back? Easy. You don't play them. Like, what, yeah, what kind of question is lost. that? What do you do when they come back? <laughs> tell them thanks for your service. Enjoy thanks, the bench. Losers. We're putting the guy that's a winner in here. You tell them, you tell them your beer of choice and tell them to get, make sure they're cold on the bench when you're watching Reyna pass through the de- defenders and get a record number of assists for an American in a tournament. What kind of question is that? That was, and that's what's great. And, and what, this, what this hire has proven to me, Leland, the only thing more incompetent than the United States Congress is United States soccer. Like, they literally cannot do the right thing ever. Yeah. They're too stupid. It's just like everything that's teeing up to, like, lead into this next World Cup, which is hosted in North America, a lot of American cities, Canada and Mexico. Um, Everything's, like, gearing up to, like, really play into that you know the the broadcast rights were sold that way mm-hmm. messy and we'll talk more about this messy coming to miami for mls it's going to try to boost the mls popularity soccer played on u.s soil try to boost that i don't get how u.s soccer <laughs> makes this decision and just plays into the we're losers like just like there's got to be somebody better there's got to be somebody that's that's better coach or just doesn't have all this baggage just doesn't have all this baggage that's maybe an equivalent coach in the same range that doesn't have the baggage let's go i just i I don't understand it at all i really don't understand it i i don't either and to me it was it was baffling i again you know my brother and i are talking during the matches and he's like well you know i guess this world cup is just you know we hope we do better at the next one. And I'm like, but that's the problem. This is the World Cup you need to have a strong yes. showing. I'm not, I'm not unrealistic. Yeah, I'm not saying in. you have to all win in. the World Cup. But you need to get out of the group stage. You need to get at least to a quarterfinal. And you'd like to see a semifinal if you're the United States. You just but you're not in. doing that with the guy whose offense literally exists to suck the soul out of the fans watching it. Because here's the thing. Playing Tony Bennett, being a defender, (laughs) being a defender, being a defending team and saying we're going to wait for the counter to strike is one thing. That was the old school way. That's how we were successful. Is this the Tony Bennett of soccer? coach? No, it's not even that because we don't play that good of defense either. His defense, (laughs) his plan is we're just going to run up there with subpar players and we're going to try to send it in the box and hope somebody wearing our jersey gets on the end of it. Instead of doing what Reyna does and what these other players do that are good, Pepe, who wasn't, who was also looked great in this uh, Concacaf Nations League tournament, who was not even selected for the World Cup team, that was another player that looked amazing. Right now, you have Reyna, Pulisic, Balogun, who's new, and Pepe. Oh, E. That's E. Error on the second baseman, leadoff double, and now Warner's on the corner. Oh, that's a that's a mistake. But um, you have Pulisic, Pepe, and Reyna. Those are the three options that you had on the team last time. Only one of those guys played. You have Balogun, who's new. And I want to say, I mean, I already did. Balogun is too good to, to not play. But then again, I thought Reyna and Pepe were too good to not play. And, and Burhalter proved me wrong. He's like, no, those guys aren't our best players. They don't fit my system. Well, then get a new system. 
I, I don't get it. I don't get it. And it's to the point, Leland, where I, I just, I honestly, I hope the next tournament that he takes over, we just fall flat on our face and look like absolute like, doo-doo it's like sauce. It's the Gold Cup. And then you also have the Copa America that will be before the World Cup. Is it Those two before? tournaments. For some reason, I thought, is he coming after the Gold Cup or, or right before the Gold Cup? I would hope before. You've already announced him. What's the point of waiting? There was something weird on like him having to wait or like that, or them them agreeing for some kind of wait. So it might be after the Gold Cup. Well, that would be a problem. I want him to coach the Gold Cup. I want him to coach the Gold Cup. So I want him to coach. I want him to coach the Copa America, and I want us to look like utter dog crap in those two tournaments. So U.S. Soccer has to sit there and go, "Wow, what changed? Oh, we put this incompetent guy as our who coach again. Us, who was just coaching us in Concacaf?" It was an interim guy. I don't even think that's the best option. But if my choices are him or Burhalter, go with the interim guy. And I don't care what Pulisic says. I don't care what the players on the roster say on like, oh, he works really hard. Oh, he drives us. We love him. Well, you suck. You suck <laughs> when he's the coach. I don't want a sucky coach. This World Cup matters. If, yeah, if we hire a coach that pisses you off, but we win games, I'll take the coach that pisses you off. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you know who we should have hired? Else around soccer that seems all in for this World Cup. That decision doesn't. Like, it's absolutely. It's the exact in. opposite. It's like conservative. If the, and it's stupid. like if we were hosting the World Cup and they were like, you know what? We'll just put the final in. Yeah, we'll just throw it in. Uh, you know, Topeka, Kansas. <laughs> we don't want the Kansas win. City. Kansas City probably could carry it. They have a good Kansas City could carry it, but if they were just like, I don't know, Wichita <laughs> seems good. Uh, I don't know. No one's using that former Branch Davidian compound, are they? Let's have the World Cup final there. Like, so are you? Are you as a, as a soccer fan? Are you pumped about Messi coming to Miami, or is it just? Like, uh, I'm not going to watch. Um, because for two reasons: one, I'm not going to pay the extra Apple Plus money that I would have to pay to watch Messi play. There's some on Fox. There's some on Fox. <laughs> well, then if there's one on Fox, I might tune might tune in. Um, but in addition to Messi, they just announced. Sergio Busquets is also expected to come to Inter Miami. That's a former teammate of Messi at Barcelona. That is also a pretty good player in terms of the world stage. Well, wasn't there a bunch of good players at the team he was coming from with um, uh, the guy so, from France? Mbappe, he's going to leave, but I don't think he's coming to MLS. They just throw him out at home? Yeah. Wow. It was, okay, they, they had like three good players at the team with Mbappe, Messi, and so like that doesn't promise anything for Miami, does it? Wow, this is a play by the third baseman. It is a play by the third baseman. It was a dynamite throw <laughs> to get him out. Um, oh my goodness! Oh, he double clutched. He too, did he still double got clutch. Him. What a play! He got him too. He did get him just before the hands. Oh, that tag was leaves a little to be desired, but <laughs> he's not. He's out at home and he's will out. not have kids. Um, but no, I don't, I don't think Miami is getting anybody from the team in France that Messi played for Busquets was a former teammate at Barcelona. I guess I'm saying like, it, just cause Messi's coming there with other big names. He was just sure. at a team with big names. I get it in a different league. That's a harder league, but like relevant big names and they weren't, they weren't winning championships. It doesn't matter if inter Miami wins MLS or not. That's not what matters here. What matters here. What Matt? Well, he's going to be good. But shouldn't MLS? I mean, they. I mean, MLS wants them to be good. MLS would like them to play in as many games as possible. 
but Messi is getting part of the Apple TV money. He's going to oh, get yeah. a stake in the ownership of the club after he's done. Like, there's a lot of incentive for Messi to come when he did. It's it's a great pull by Inter Miami. It's a great get for the MLS. Um, and, and I was listening to uh, David Sampson and John Skipper talk about this on a podcast. And John Skipper was saying, as big as Messi is, it's a huge name. It's going to get more subscriptions for Apple TV and stuff. It's it's going to be a big name and really up the popularity of MLS. And they're hoping to elevate the the talent level of MLS in the future and get it more respect worldwide. Um, but he was saying he thought for their money, for that money that they paid Messi, they could have gotten maybe 15 to 20 premier league currently like in their prime players, which to me is patently absurd. One, I don't think, 15 to 20 to, different players? 15, I don't think 15 to 20 in their prime Premier League players are going to MLS. Okay, I, but and then, and then I'll tear happening. that apart, too, with you're not getting 15 or 20 players to one team in the MLS. And no, no, no. He's talking about to elevate the MLS. Like, to elevate. Seriously, like, people that don't know soccer are like, what's this messy? What is, what is, no, is no, no, like, no, no, no. They're aware. He's not talking about to one team. He's talking about throughout the league. He would have liked to seen MLS help these clubs draw 15 to 20 Premier League players into their league to elevate the play of their league and elevate the standing if of their league. If this works at all, that probably could still happen later. Yeah, and, and I just don't think that's realistic right now. I, I don't think that league has the the prestige to command this is the 15 longest 20 ever. At, at this point, if you're waiting this long on the challenge, it's he's safe. He's safe. Or, I mean, he's out. Or out. He's out. He's call out. on the field stands. It yeah. needs to be the call if it's taking this long. The call on the field was he's out. At, at this point, he's out. Like, we're tired of looking at this replay. He's out. Oh, here we Let's go. go. After review. Confirmed. Confirmed. Well, we waited a really long time. Even better than it. what I said. But what I said still worked. I don't know. That's I a just, huge play by Wake Forest. I think this is huge for MLS. I think it's a good move. It's great. Every, Media, broadcasting podcasts that I list to, like, they're all good. And and they have their, like, well, this could have happened or this could But overall, they're just like, yeah, this is good. I, Tyler Twilman was on one of my media podcasts that I was listening to. Taylor Twilman. And not that I love every aspect of how he approaches his coverage. But, like, he had a lot of great points with that. And, I mean, he's all about it, as he should be. It's going to make him money. It's going to ha- put him in positions to call better games because he's on Fox. So he'll be able to call these games and have more people watching him. But yeah, it's, it's good. He also was making the point that like when MLS coverage left ESPN, it pretty much went quiet on the network, which happens. ESPN tries to say they don't do that, but it happens. It does. Um, This will force it to kind of get talked about again. So Um, I think so. Only, I I don't know, man. I'm hearing a lot of people talking about Messi that don't know. anything about soccer yeah but espn espn will talk about it but i don't think we're gonna see them like i don't think we're gonna see it nightly or weekly if it's more than that'll be good for the league i i that's is why if i'm the leagues i am not quick just to cash in the non-espn money like 
I know the Big Ten just cashed in the big check from Fox and NBC. And if you're not going to sign with ESPN, those are great choices. But, like, I I know the Big Ten, ESPN's still going to talk about. They're still going to talk college football, college basketball. That's fine. When I'm NASCAR is what I'm talking about. When NASCAR is like, okay, I'll cash in the NBC and Fox money. I I don't know, man. If you can stay on ESPN and at least, like, have – periodically them caring about people watching and so they make you sure know what'll be interesting center. i just i think it's important you know what'll be interesting we have heard a lot of sec and big 10 are pretty much the only good conferences in college football a lot over the last few seasons it will be interesting when we're tuning in those college football playoff specials if we hear about some other conferences that are all of a sudden same level as the Big Ten. Now that the Big Ten oh, is on yeah. ESPN, they'll pump this. That's part of my reasoning. <laughs> that, that'll be you interesting to see. One of my arguments on why I don't think ESPN is going to let ACC die because they they'll they'll prop the ACC up like the ACC. As long as the ACC is a partner, they'll prop them up, and they own that ACC network. They're going to prop that up, and like how great is Clemson and Florida? I mean, the same stuff with Florida State, but they're really going to pump that. And 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 not zero out the Big Ten, but minimize Big Ten. And now Florida State, you know, they'll they're going to start setting up ACC versus Big Ten games in September. Well, the Big Twelve and, is getting more games on ESPN now too, aren't they? I I do not know if that's true. I know they still have the Fox and ESPN. Okay, uh, but their rights deal is coming up. Their their rights deal in the Pac Pac twelve and Big Twelve. Are coming up, man. So, I, uh, honestly, the Pac-12, they're dead, man. I don't get them. I don't. Uh, they're going to sign a new contract that's like less than what the ACC is getting now. Probably anytime <laughs> I see Pac-12 trending, it's only in the sense of where are their schools going? Like <laughs> trending with their teams going to be playing teams from the East. Yes. Yeah, like which teams from the East Coast are they going to be playing? SEC teams <laughs> or Big Ten teams? Like, yeah, it's just. I don't see, or there's occasionally big 12 talk with them, but I, I don't see a future for them. Um, the ACC, I hope stays around, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I sent you that tweet, uh, with Colin Cowherd where he was like, watch out. Oklahoma is dying. And I, I mean, Colin, I'll say this publicly on the podcast. I said it in private. Colin Coward's finally catching up to Joe Deck because you've been saying that for two solid years. And I initially was arguing with you since then, they've committed to go to the SEC. And as I start watching that thing fold together, knowing Lincoln Riley left in the middle of the night, like Oklahoma could be the next Nebraska. And you've been saying it. You're two years. I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm it's not like I'm convincing you. You've been saying it. I have. And, um, yeah, I, I thought moving to the SEC was like, that's it. They're dead. Like, because here's the thing people forget too, right? Like when Nebraska was in the Big 12, they weren't great at the end, but they were a team that was, you know, flirting with that Big 12 championship. They would be in it occasionally. They had some decent years there. They're like, yeah, they, and they, made and their, some Bo Pelini was still there yeah. and they, and they had some 10 win seasons there. Still, or, or nine win seasons. Well, or they're firing seasons. nine win coaches. Yeah, yeah, and and now Nebraska is very much not what they were in the Big Twelve. Like since going to the Big Ten, they have not ever been a contender. 
Um, uh, I think one year they were decent and I'm not confident about this, but I do think there was, they made like a big 10 championship game. Oh, that would be news. They, they won football games. Being decent might be of stretch. They won football games. How's I don't that? remember them being in the Big Ten Championship, but maybe they were. Um, I I have this brother-in-law that reminds me of such things. And right now, like as he's listening. Was he's he like, like dreaming or yes, playing, his, <laughs> playing his PlayStation or no, I, fired I'm up the old PS3? I, I, I got it coming up here. Fired up the old PS3 and played a season. Since they've been in the Big Ten. Yeah, no, the first little stretch of the Big Ten, they're nine, ten wins every year. Uh, they were they came to the Big okay. Ten in twenty eleven and yeah, and then they played after they fired Bo Pelini. Okay, so it was a Bo Pelini thing, not a move thing. Um they played yeah, Bo Pelini coached in the Big Ten for four or five years. So those years you're talking about were in the Big Ten. They okay, so it was a Bo Pelini thing, not a move thing. Hole. All right. For Oklahoma, they're already going down. So that's the problem. They're trending down before they go to the SEC, and now they're going to really be trending down. Texas but, okay, is getting so, at least so Texas quick, is getting better. I don't think they're good quick, yet. But I want to update better. you on Nebraska. The highest ranking they've had since they've entered the Big Ten was tenth. So, man, yep, eighth, eighth. Sorry, eighth. That's bizarre. They were fifth the season they left the Big Twelve. That is bizarre. They fired Bo Pelini in a nine and four season, nine and three when they fired him. And then they went six and seven the next year. <laughs> They've had one nine win season since Mike Riley's second year. Scott Frost did not have a winning season. Oh my God. All right. Sorry. Go on with what you were saying. No, I was done. I mean, I was just saying Oklahoma's trending down. They're going to go into a tougher conference yeah. that doesn't yeah. usually spell success. Uh, Texas is getting a little bit better, but they're not good. We'll see. Uh, they're not going to have divisions in the SEC, which will be interesting. Um, I think I think with the Pac-12, kind of where we started with the college football, was I think ESPN will throw them a bone, and they'll have them under their wing, so they, have that, they still have those late-night Saturday night games, those 11 o'clock games. They get the West Coast games. And I also think they'll slide some Big, big 12 teams into that slot too. Honestly, the Pac-12... And the other, the other ESPN should allow this. The Pac-12 should be able to give a game to each network. So Saturday night at ten o'clock, I have, have three, each Pac-12 game. I have at 10 three yeah. options of Pac-12 yeah. to watch at ten. The Pac-12 doesn't want that. So the we, Pac-12 we want that. The Pac-12 want that. needs that. The Pac-12 just needs people watching oh. their games, no matter who they are or where they are. The Pac-12 recent, like in recent years, with that Fox deal. They were willing to play 9 a.m. West Coast games. That's a so they terrible idea. Yes. Yes. It's, I mean, that just shows you how desperate they have been. They're, I mean, you talk about they, everybody throws hate at the ACC commissioner, and I get it. And people throw hate at the Big uh, Ten commissioner who has come under some fire. I, overall, though, they've done good. That Pac-12 commissioner, and it might be two commissioners now, they've been terrible. They've let that thing die. Yeah. They're in trouble for sure. And I, I just, I don't know. Here's, here's Wake Forest to lead off double, just like LSU had less in. In the bottom of the eighth. Come on, Deeks. Let's go. 
I am rooting for Wake Forest. I, I, I mean, I say this. I don't root for other ACC teams, but, like, I'm not rooting for anybody at this thing. But Wake Forest isn't I, like really LSU, good at anything. I'm rooting for Wake Forest. Yeah, but Wake Forest isn't really good at anything. So you're like, yeah, you know what? Good for Wake Forest. No, I don't, I don't like these Chris guys. Paul from college, so I'm, I'm still mad about it. Yeah, but I like Tim Duncan. Chris Paul punching Julius Hodge. I wasn't a big Tim Duncan guy. Even in college, I wasn't a big Tim ah, Duncan guy. He was guy. cool, man. He's a good player. I'm not saying he's not one of the NCAA I, March Madness night. Throw a number at me, and I'll probably March not Madness, argue it. Whatever he was on, he was cool, dude. Good for Tim Duncan. Look at this guy. I liked. I liked David Robinson. I liked the Spurs before before the um, Popovich Tim Duncan kind of run. I liked uh, David Robinson, uh, Sean Elliott, and um, yeah, the Admiral, uh, Vinny Del Negro. A little bit of Rodman got thrown in there. Those were some, and they had that, uh, they were less black and white on the logo then. They had like that uh, pink and orange showing up in the logo. They played in the Alamo Dome and it was like a curtain on one side of that place. Yeah, I know the era we're talking about now. (laughs) But anything, anything we talk about NBA, I'm going to be like, yeah, they're mid-90s or just superior. (laughs) I saw someone put up a graphic. It was like, Jordan played against, you know, like seven of the 10 all-time scorers, top all-time scorers, you know, eight of 10 all-time rebounders, eight of 10 all-time steals. All these, you know, like seven and eight of the top 10 all-time in basically every stat category. And it was like, keep talking about how he never played against anybody. That's so true. That era did have a lot of... Now, we'll see when careers are done here where where they stack up. I still think Jokic could play in that era. I still think LeBron could play in that era. Pippen. Yeah, I think the top of the league now can play in that era. Yeah. I, 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 but that's my thing about most arguments. Like we start like deciphering between levels and leagues and this and that. And like to a degree, like the top of the lower leagues are going to hang up and, you know, like wake just scored. Um, I, yeah, like the best of the NBA now, especially ones that have a little bit of physicalness to their game. So like maybe Carmelo Anthony might have some more trouble. Um, maybe James Harden has a little bit more trouble. I think, yeah, I think those guys could, could hang back then and still be great. Yeah. And and I like mean, my LeBron argument, I, I, that's why I don't like shove him to like 10th. Like, yeah, he's still one of the greatest players ever. I think Jordan's better. But, like, if you put him in the 90s, he's going he's gonna to battle and be good. He is, and, and I think they're going to be a good team, and, and he's a good player, and he's done a lot with bad teams, which is good. I mean, as much as I get on him for joining that super team in Miami and winning his first title that way, like, he did take some really bad Cleveland teams to NBA Finals and deep in the NBA playoffs. So... I mean, he had the nutcase of Kyrie Irving go on, on there and still found a way to win after Kyrie got hurt. I'm telling you, man, that guy. You see Draymond uh, opted out? I did. I mean, I guess he's going for more money, but, like, are they going to Where is that coming from? Yeah, where is that coming from? I mean, maybe and there's I a team said, bad enough to do that. I sent you... The Chris Paul, they traded Chris Paul away from the Suns so they oh. could get Bradley Beal from Washington. And good for the Suns. 
and I sent you, well, Chris Paul's never going to win a championship now because he's, you know, he's in Washington. But like uh, everything I've seen in red is that he's just going to get the buyout and he'll be a free agent. So maybe that's not written in stone. Maybe he'll go join a team that's already super and uh, maybe he'll have his chance. He'll probably go to the Lakers. <sighs> there has been talk that he wants to go there. Um Everybody I've heard, especially Will Bond, on Tony. Everybody wants like, to go to the Lakers. Everyone's going to Lakers, but like he's not going to play a a dribble in DC. So, Chris Paul. Yeah, that'd be fine. Yeah, the, I, I do think the the Wizards are just trying to flip him for more picks. Like that, they're they're definitely pressing the reset just, button. They, they unloaded Beal's contract was the biggest get there. Yeah, and, so. and they're pressing the reset button. They're and I think Paul only had one more year, and it was like money they could fiddle with. So, I mean, it happens all the time in the NBA with those kind of contracts. Did you? I know I pushed it off. Did you watch any of the uh, golf this weekend? Yes, I did. Good. Did you have any good investments? No, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't either because I'm stupid and I won't bet top fives and top tens and stuff at the beginning of the week when there's actually some value there. Um, I always like pick one guy that I think is going to win and then try to bet a couple others. And so then it turns Thursday and Friday into not entertaining bet wise because I'm kind of betting for the field. And then, I mean, I ended up putting money on Ricky on Sunday. Just that was I don't know. I thought he was going to, I thought he had a chance to do it. And I was kind of rooting for him. McElroy was the, I, he didn't have as good a value. That's the only reason I put money on him because I thought it's going to come down to these two guys. Ron Clark won, but like, I don't know. I, I was entertained. I think people, I, I know Sunday was a little bit of a letdown, but I was entertained. I watched, a, this was the most of the U.S. Open I've watched in a while. And this was definitely, U.S. Open's usually the one I watch the second most of, of the majors. British Open is third and sometimes battles for second just because, it comes on in the morning and like, I can kind of swing that better on the weekends, but uh, it was entertaining. I thought it was good. I thought they overhyped the course. I thought they kept talking about how beautiful and all this it was. And it's like, I don't know. You can't watch Augusta every year and then see that, you know, burnt green and think it's the same. Yeah. Uh, I watched very little. I did watch a little, but it was very little of that. And then, um, you know, I I participated in the virtual U.S. Open that was going on. Oh yeah, I forgot you had that going on. How'd that go? I finished second. I was disappointed. Well, part out some, part out some holes I probably should have birdied. Missed an yeah, eagle putt that would have been crucial. Got a score. You Mickelroyed it. That's what it sounds. I did. Like. I I missed an eagle that would have been crucial, but <laughs> had to settle for a bird, and then just got away from me a little bit. It was a rough first round. The second round was good, but not good enough. And, uh, you know, you'll have that sometimes. We'll just try to regroup and uh, do better at the next tournament. Don't know where that is yet. I'll tell you what. I Just seeing that commercial while you're talking there, Seattle's Triton and the Angels, like, uh, uh, Asian uh, war <laughs> uh, helmet and stuff. Samurai. Those, two are, those are my favorite, like, no. home run homer chains equivalent it's the homer hose slash dong bong 
Yeah, I know that's good. I know you like that. But uh, that Triton is awesome in Seattle, and uh, the Angels have that good one too. I mean, they're good, but they're just not. I mean, it's not the Dong Bong. <laughs> Their fans don't get sprayed with a water gun every time we get an extra base hit. So, just the Dong Bong gets me every time. I know it does. That's why I love saying it. I do love it when they hit like an RBI double and they're just like at second base doing like the sprinkler. <laughs> and then the fans are just screaming in section 86 getting sprayed. Um, oh man, did you see Suzuki? Did you watch uh, the Sunday game for the Orioles? I caught, I caught very little of it. I, Sunday was a busy day. Suzuki like went into the Ivy. I didn't see. So I missed that. The Cubs right fielder. I was kind of surprised he went. <laughs> Had as much problem with the wall there, like the wall one, as as brick walls normally do. I was gonna say it is brick. I, the ivy does <laughs> not do like, much to cushion it. He took a beaten and some ivy got torn down in the process. It was just, it was surprising. My my biggest disappointment in that series was watching our starting pitching just not fare very well. I mean, Irvin is not good. We we really need that other starter to come back. And hopefully, John Means when he's healthy is better. We're definitely gonna have to buy a a starter at the deadline. I mean, I think that's evident Well, because Grayson didn't pan out. Is he doing anything like did he, is Grayson he looks great in triple a. So Man, that makes me even more mad. What scares me is that he's going to be one of those guys. Who's a four a player. It's way too early to, for me to give up, but seeing yeah. how bad he was at major league. And then he goes down to triple a and it just immediately figures it out. I'm like, all right, well, it's probably mental. Maybe hopefully, chance. hopefully that is. And when he gets back up there, we pitch him against some really bad teams, help him get his confidence up a little bit. Yeah. Once you see what you got in August and you see like where you could get two straight starts against bad teams, like bring him up right ahead of that and boost him. But whether it's Kerstad or uh, Westberg in AAA right now, like you got, you're going to have to get some guys up here soon. Cause they're just tearing the cover off the ball at the plate and, we have some players who do play somewhat regularly that I look at and I'm like, mm, you're not a major league player. So I don't know. I, I would think there's going to be some moves there. The problem with the outfield and the Orioles this year is it's pretty crowded. The The outfield is very rarely where there's a problem. Jorge Mateo is trying to play himself out of Baltimore or at least out yeah. of the starting position, but I've I've had him on and off my roster a couple times this year because he steals bases and um, but he's got to get I, on to steal. Yeah, I I've gotten some I've gotten enough out of him. That's why he's only still on the roster. And plus, there's not a lot of stolen bases left in the league uh, on the wire. Um, two outs here in the top of the ninth. Um, uh, so I still have him. I don't know what I was going to say. He's not very good. He's not great. We have a guy named Jordan Westberg who looks pretty good in AAA, and I would love to see him play for the Baltimore Orioles sooner rather than later. Steve, Steve is at Norfolk. That's AAA, right? It is. That's one of the guys I was saying. I said the top four guys in the batting order are all expected to be pros yeah. within a year or two. The names didn't stick to me. Um, But Rodriguez was down there. I'd have been... He didn't pitch been, that game, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, he didn't pitch that game. That game, Steve uh, was down there, and uh, they He had saw to Dylan Tate pitch, who absolutely sucks. Well, that game went to crap after they left. Like, they gave up 
a big number. So it's his fault. So Wake won that game. Wake did win that game. Big win for Wake. They move on. They're one win away from the championship yeah. series. So now LSU and uh, Tennessee won, won today. earlier today. Tennessee played Stanford. Tennessee won. Tennessee won. So LSU and Tennessee play. Ooh. And that's again, right? It's an SEC match. Yeah. And then the winner of that will play Wake again. Not tomorrow, but we'll play, play uh, Wake. Wednesday. Yeah. The softball, the college women's World Series for softball has to just like sit here and look at this schedule that these guys have and just, I mean, in softball, you get these teams with one, maybe two pitchers. And if they're like, man, if we had every other day off, like <laughs> JMU could be a national champion right now. They make their own schedule. Golly. Uh, well, I say that, but they also their schedule is also timed against the NBA Finals and the Stanley Cup Finals. So, yeah, they're going up against some pretty big TV problems there. But they they do do well in the ratings, which is good. So, so so Victor Wembanyama's going uh, NBA going first Thursday. Who's who's another guy getting oh, drafted, and dude. where does he go? I. <laughs> I know. I'd have no idea. I know Grady Dick from Kansas exists mainly because I make fun of his name and my boss and is mainly, a Kansas fan. Mainly because I hate him because when I <laughs> yes. oh, yeah, made an investment on Kansas, it was like the worst game of his life. I, I just feel like he's not getting drafted. <laughs> I know he will be, but I just want to keep selling him. Um, I just I just wonder. Victor Womignano is such a such a big star compared to every other name getting mentioned here. Yeah, there will be good players that go elsewhere in the draft, I'm sure, and I'll learn about them. They'll end up being good, but, like, you got Brandon Miller from The Alabama. NBA draft is one of the least deep drafts. It might be the shallowest draft in all of professional sports. It's it's turned it's, – it's been this way now. It used to not be. It, I, I feel like in the 90s, like, I don't know. I – I think part of it, I say this and maybe I'm wrong because I feel like in you had, you have all these foreign players that we just haven't seen. And that's not really my fault. Like I just, am not watching French league basketball. Um, I just feel like I used to know like into the second round easily. Like I knew so many more players, but like maybe these foreign players are better players. I think the foreign game is catching up. I think. Um, oh, it has. Yeah. I mean, that's not some kind of. I heard him talk about on Lebetard. I mean, that the kind of player that Wimbiyama is, is only made in Europe. You know, with yeah. Jokic, him, Dirk. You know, those are the ones that first come to mind. There's not any Americans that are like tall and can shoot threes. Like they just don't exist. So. The Dirk Nowinski. Right. Um. Well, we're sitting here talking about the draft, and I was looking up who has the second pick because I didn't even know that. And it's the Charlotte Hornets who is going to have new ownership. That's a bummer. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of happy that like we don't have like everybody doesn't have that go to joke of making fun of like Jordan sucking as an owner. He won. That's no, fine. My, they won no playoff playoff games with Jordan as owner. Like my not just interest in the Charlotte no Hornets. Games. My interest in the Charlotte Hornets 
is now at zero. It, now, to be fair, it was at one. But now it's at zero. <laughs> Isn't, uh, I think Eric Church is part of the new ownership group. Like, a piece of it, not okay. like one of the main guys. My interest like... in the Charlotte Hornets is at negative five. <laughs> you don't like Eric Church, huh? I cannot stand Eric Church. He had a really, uh, he had a good album that I really liked. Um, but mm. before that, I didn't like him. And it's been a little bit since that album came out. What album was that? I, I don't two, know. I didn't like, realize you were. Stretch, I, liked I didn't realize there was a period he, in life where you were deaf. So, no, he had a part where he was like more um, aiming more at like southern rock than he was country, and I thought it was like the right the right mode for him. No, <laughs> I won't. I won't sing the fake Eric Church song that I do in front of my friends because they know I hate him. But no. I cannot stand Eric Church. What a bum. <laughs> God, his music is terrible. It's no Billy Joel, I guess. It's no Billy Joel. It's no, like, th- my problem with country music today is it wants to be pop, but it's not good. But Eric Church isn't that. Eric Church is not that. He was, mo- like, first album. I'll, I'll give you that. Because, like, most people are. Like, Taylor Swift was, like, everybody's had their moment where they do whatever they can. But at least Taylor Swift like embraced it and got better at it. Like some of her songs are at least catchy. I I find Eric turned away from country music and got better. Just like you're saying. No, he's, he just out and out sucks. His songs aren't good. They're not catchy. They suck. They just out and out suck. And let me just say this. Like if you're singing about getting drunk all the time, like that's just a song that's not going to appeal to me. Are we talking about Eric church? Like he is not Luke Combs. He's not. That's another guy like, I don't like. No, but like, that's what you're talking about. That's like the hate you're throwing at country music right now. And I'm with you. Like, and Luke Combs is like. Yeah, I'm being general about country like, music hate, in that moment. Well, I hate but I don't, I don't like Eric Church. I also don't like Eric Church. Their southern accent. Eric Church doesn't do this. Dude, yes, he does. Overplays his southern accent. It's like his staple. He's like plays less country music. Like he plays southern rockish rock stuff. But he still leans into that accent. And it's honestly as much as I don't I'm talking about. As much as I don't mind a southern accent, I do mind it when it's Eric Church. I don't think his voice is that good. I just it's not for me. Uh, There's a lot of people that disagree. He makes a lot of money at it, so you know, whatever, make your money. But it's not for me. I I don't like Eric Church. I will never like Eric Church. That's fine. I I You've lumped him into other people that do exactly what you're saying. That when we're talking doesn't. about burning things, I would burn Eric Church albums. I would that should not be shared. Okay, I burn servers where his music's on, I'd, so other people. I'd go hear for it. like Luke Bryant and all those other guys. Yeah, first, but whatever. Sure, take your shot at Eric Church. That Luke Bryant, Luke Combs, whatever. <laughs> the Luke Combs, Lucky's Scratcher Sweepstakes. He's not them. He's like his approach is so much different than those guys. Great, it's fine. whatever. I just don't like his I don't like his music either. I just think he sounds I don't know. It's not for me. All right. There we have it. So what else did we not get to here? Oh <laughs> the NBA and NHL playoffs both probably lost major amounts of money for their <laughs> networks. Because they were over in five games. Yeah. Yeah. And were decidedly not very close. Like the Denver Nuggets, obviously the better team. The Vegas Golden Knights, obviously the better team. The thing is, the NBA uh, ratings weren't terrible. That's great, but 
I don't think – I mean, there's that old adage. You don't make money – you break even when it goes six. Or no, you you make a little bit of money if it goes six, and you really make your money if it goes seven. But you really needed to get to six. Like five is you know, usually losing money. I think that maybe the ratings will not bear that out, but I, I'm pretty sure that's the old saying. We'll take six with love seven. They didn't get that. Yeah, they didn't. I'm you TNT didn't get that with that. the NHL either. No, you can't. Now I think, you know, you say that with the NBA, but we've seen some games where there's <laughs> been some interesting calls, but um, yeah, and they tried to help Miami back in that game six, but they just couldn't, they weren't good enough. Um, and the Panthers, you know, I mean, they just got absolutely kicked around by the Vegas Golden Knights, and their goalie played amazing. And that's what wins you Stanley Cups. And it was pretty crazy to see the city of Miami lose a championship back to back nights. It's amazing that they had two eight seeds in the uh championships. So we'll just take fair point. Fair point. So the baseball game ended. What uh, what would you like to be watching now that it's over or have been watching other than watching college baseball lately? Ah, see, I got to find something to watch now because I have just finished the latest season of Black Mirror, among other things. Um, We'll talk Black Mirror because it's probably the least one that will get a rise out of the general public. The other one, Making a Murder, is a great day. Um, but Black Mirror is, honestly, I thought the season was okay. If you're not familiar with Black Mirror, the early seasons really focused on, uh, looking more at the future and there's this technology thing that maybe you've always wanted to have or thought would be cool to have. And it kind of shows you what the problems with that could be in the future. And it's kind of like a cautionary tale to human to humans and mankind that um, in some cases we ignore. Um, But uh, I think normally there was like a a moral or like a a lesson to be learned. This season, I felt like there was less of that. There were some futuristic things that you were like, huh, okay. But then there were uh, others that were just stories. And there were also more stars. It's a British TV show. So there's a lot of British actors. This season, not so much. Anne Murphy from uh, Schitt's Creek was in it. Um, she plays uh, in Schitt's Creek. She is the daughter um, whose name is escaping me. Yeah. <laughs> While you look that up, I'll filibuster. Um, but she was in it. Michael Sears in the Alexis. first episode. Yes, Alexis. Plays Alexis in Schitt's Creek. Um Sama Hayek is in that first episode. Michael Sarah is in that first episode. There's a lot of stars in episode one. Episode two, I recognized one of the characters from an HBO show. Um, there is, let's see, the guy, one of the guys from Breaking Bad is in one of the episodes. Uh, one of the women that is in House of Cards is in one of the episodes. Um, it's just a lot of stars in this season, which I don't necessarily think is a bad thing, but I also uh, 
just thought the stories weren't as good. Each episode is its own story. It's not like a multiple episode story. So honestly, I I will come out and tell you season one, episode one, if you are not absolutely like, honestly, it's something that I wouldn't watch again. And I'm not usually a person that would be like, Ooh, that's too extreme for me. Season one, episode one was too extreme for me. Uh, that was something that at the end I was like, well, I am good if I never see that again. Um, so I, I would recommend skipping that. Uh, but then if you're just looking for an interesting story, there's usually descriptions of the episode uh, in the, in the little description box. Those are usually good. Um, and, and again, it's like an hour. So you're, you're watching an hour to see a little story. I like them. Um, most of them, not all of them are home runs, but this season I thought was more of a dud and, and to the point where I'm, I was talking with somebody today about it and I would honestly just appreciate it more if there was not maybe a regular schedule for these. And they just said, you know what? We've come up with this really good idea. We're going to tell this story and then we'll see you when we come up with another good idea rather than let's come up with four or five stories and release them a year from now. Like if you don't have four or five good stories, just don't. I've never been into black mirror. I've never heard like someone tell me like enough to make me want to watch it. And I, I think you just did the same. So that's, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I, still, don't like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. That's well, eh, fine. Righteous I, Gemstones is back, if that's your thing. We're stuck in a spot. we got to find something to watch, and we will. Uh, we probably got to go back and grab Ted Lasso. Um, Did you finish Ted Lasso? We haven't started the third season of Ted Lasso yet, or the last season, or whatever it is. It is um, um, widely considered the worst season. Um, okay. I'll I finished it. it. I, didn't, I didn't dislike it. I thought it was fine. Yeah. Um, but we're looking forward to justified being back in July. And so usually running into something like that, we do like a little bit of a rewatch, but we just rewatched it not that long ago. So I think we're just going to roll into that as, as it comes. Um, I don't know. We're just kind of between things. That's kind of where I am. Like my brother I and I are, I want to watch that night agent on Netflix that you told us about. Oh my gosh. Well then that's the show you watch. If that is one of the, honestly, if that's one of the shows you're debating on watching, watch it. It's good. Um, but my brother and I are kind of in the same spot. Like, uh, we're, we're rewatching Archer to get ready for the last season that's going to come out soon. Um, and so we're trying to rewatch all of those episodes. And then who knows what's going to happen. What was better, Bojack or Archer? I know. I like Archer shows. more than Bojack, but. Very good. Huh. Um. I also like John Benjamin more than I like Will Arnett. Not to say Will Arnett's bad, but I think John Benjamin's yeah. funnier. So uh, I think what I don't like about Will Arnett probably reminds me of things of BoJack's character that oh, absolutely in the show. So, <laughs> so like I can handle like it, it plays into that, which I, it makes me appreciate Will Arnett for having that a little bit of awareness and also thick skin. So absolutely. I think that was a perfect casting choice for Bojack. Um, 
And I like BoJack. I mean, gosh, I guess that's a show I could rewatch. But, um, yeah, Archer is just funny. Archer is funny. And uh, especially if you watch Bob's Burgers, because it's kind of a different. John Benjamin plays a dad who maybe isn't the smartest or the best or most talented, but is really trying hard for his family. Whereas Archer is this super talented spy who is maybe not the smartest, but has a particular set of skills and it just is an absolute jerk to everybody else and is very self-centered all the time. So kind of an opposite of Bob and Bob's burgers in a lot of ways, but equally as funny. And in some cases more funny, they make a lot of obscure one-liner references to like various pop culture things or historical things, which I find hilarious. And my brother finds hilarious. And then there's just moments in the episode where like one of the characters will say something and you just can't help but bust out laughing. Um, because you're like, there's no way that somebody thought of that and just wrote that down. Um, but did you? This is a note from the sheet. I just wanted to talk about it because it kind of blew my mind, and I haven't actually spoke to Stephanie about it yet. Do you see that they had like the submarine that was viewing the Titanic with like five people on board, and it's they've lost contact with it? What? It's crazy. So a submarine was looking at the Titanic. Yes. And they've lost it's, contact with said lost submarine. contact with it an hour and 45 minutes into its dive oh. on Sunday. Okay. Let me just say, that is the reason I will never get on a submarine. I just yeah, submarines don't interest me. That's that's a good. Point. I am terrified at the thought of getting in that thing and something going wrong, and oh no, we're like thousands of feet yeah. into the ocean. I can think of a lot of ways I'd rather die than drowning. Oh, easy. Even like ways like okay, okay, you well yeah, you just would rather die instantly. No, like other ways of like. I know I'm about to die. I'm processing that in my mind while still trying to live. I think there's a lot of ways I'd rather approach that than have like water in my lungs and all that. Like it seems really bad. Yes. Like burning alive. Not great. I'm not necessarily saying I'd rather do that, but like I'm putting it right there with it. Oh, I think like, yeah, I think the two are very close. I think, you know, like, okay, I'm on an airplane that is, absolutely going to crash and like i have to process that reality and stuff like yeah i'd rather do that oh but, see i agree because i think once the impact happens it's gonna be pretty quick um yeah okay so let's think of more suffering ways this is good podcast material what other suffering ways <laughs> can one die this is dark um leading to death in the woods uh, that would be yeah. awful that would be I'd awful rather, i'd rather do that than drowned i mean because then i'm probably still fighting to live I guess, but golly, damn man. Like, if you're on that submarine and that far down inside the submarine and you're drowning, like, you absolutely have no chance. Drowning. And it's a very unpleasant way to go. Like, at least in the woods, I feel like I would maybe have a chance. Like, something, you know, it always happens in movies. Someone comes along at the right time. Like, <laughs> I could still have that hope. Yeah, but that, <laughs> that thing that's going to be coming along in real life is a bear, and it's going to eat yeah. you. Like... <laughs> I saw Revenant. He fought that bear. We're good. Oh, my god! If Leonardo man. DiCaprio can fight a bear, I can too. That is – okay, this is a sidetrack story, and this podcast is going to get long now. I can already tell. Um, 
But I, when I went to go see Revenant with some friends at a movie theater, this man had brought uh, his his son could not have been more than ten years old. Um, to see that movie. And there is a scene, it's not even the bear scene, there's another scene that is very graphic and absolutely not meant for children. And his son turns away from the screen into his into the back of his chair, visibly upset. And his dad goes, it'll be okay, buddy. <laughs> and I just look to my friend who's sitting next to me going, no, it's not. You just signed up for years of expensive therapy. <laughs> like, what a terrible decision. To bring yeah. your child to see Revenant. I mean, I am a dad that is eager to show my kids movies that are probably beyond what they're ready for. Now, there's some lines of draw. Revenant would be one that I'm not Holy ready to throw my kids. Because it's just like the type of violence that you're getting there. The bear oh. mauling is not the worst part of that movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I mostly, what I shelter my kids from is um, adult themes mm-hmm. of a uh, reproductive manner. Which, um, some, yes. Stuff like that. Uh, that's, you know, the family life lessons that they haven't quite got. So Game um, of Thrones won't be making that list, huh? Yeah. So, like, that's the stuff I kind of shield them. Like, violence in general and language, definitely not language. Like, I I'm I kind of like okay they know it's a movie and like my oldest can handle it and she's she's getting older so it's fine like I'm 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 convinced she's ready for the Dark Knight trilogy and I cannot wait to show her because I love those movies especially two and three um no one's great but like two just oof. um so that's gonna happen soon I just like my other two kids aren't ready so I just got time it right um what what did you just say you're gonna show her. Dark Knight trilogy, the Batman. Oh, okay. Because there's not adult themes of a reproductive. That's true. There's not. Like, there's some violence, there's violence in there, but yeah, some language and like the last Dark Knight it. does have some. Yeah, but but it's like I mean, she can handle. But it. it's framed She's around good. magic. Sure. The pencil scene is all about magic. He even says. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna make she's ready for that scene. She'll love it. She'll love the Dark Knight with the Joker and everything. She'll love that as much as I do. Like, she, yeah. that's like we share that common theme, and that's a great movie. A lot of people love that movie. I'm not trying to be like I'm on my own here, but like, she'll love that one. Um, she'll get into the Joker and like how good Heath Ledger did that. But I now, don't see, know. I the Revenant, the Revenant's just too much. And what I knew about the Revenant before I ever saw it, yeah, I would not. Push I that just, movie. I don't and know I, what about the trailer to that guy signaled. Oh, I should bring my son to this movie. My dad took me, and this is probably not the best story for my dad. He took me to <laughs> Naked Gun thirty three and a third, <laughs> the third Naked Gun, and I, I, I want to see when that came out because it was in the theater. So I was, I was a youngin, and I. In a good thing for my parents, I'll give it's probably 94. So I was 10. We're going to say I was Peyton's age. Oh my goodness, I can't believe you took me into that. <laughs> uh, I didn't know what was going on. I mean, in all honesty, my dad's crying, laughing, and the physical comedy, I'm there, and like the mixing up comedy that Le- Leslie Nielsen is just the man at. I, I got that stuff and I was giggling, but like all the adult theme jokes i was i just i didn't know but see, what was funny i didn't get it you know if this guy that are just yeah. thick in that movie i didn't get it and i just my dad was laughing i laughed because he was laughing but i didn't get it 
So then I go back and watch those movies and they're great. Like I, I love the first movie so good with the baseball scene and all that, but like, I, I can't, I, it, it probably like people will probably call in child services on my dad. Now, now that I'm 40 years old that uh, he took me, to that. but like, uh, I didn't get it, but, uh, but that is, I, that's different, right? Like if yeah. I'm, yeah. well, I might be like, maybe inappropriate. I'm not going to be like he, that he, child's going to come away from that movie. What, he knew what I was going to get. Like he, he knew what, what right. was coming at me. That child's not going to come away from that movie scarred. Like, there's yeah. a lot of stuff from like cartoons when I was growing up now that I like, if I watch an episode back, I'm like, Ooh, that joke was dirty, but oh, yeah. I didn't get it oh, when I was a kid. A lot of that. So like, that's, that's, that's fine. Shrek. Right. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, absolutely. Shrek is a lot of that. That's fine. That's funny. I'm not going to judge someone for taking a 10-year-old to see that. Well, no, but that's when you take a 10-year-old anyway, to yeah. see the revenant, like I will yeah, forever think that man is a terrible parent. Yeah, that's that does seem bad. I I don't like to be judgmental to other parents. We're all doing our that best. Was, that's, that's bold. I would love to hear the explanation <laughs> on this is what I was thinking when I took my 10-year-old to see this movie. Other than <laughs> I really want to see this movie and the kid was with me at the time. Well, my judgmentalness is going to continue. It was the weekend that he had him, and oh, <laughs> he really man. didn't see the movie. Like, yeah. Just... A, dude, a dude living in the same house as the kid's mom is not taking that kid to that movie. No, no that's got to be true, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, and I'm sure when the mom finds out, like... because the kid is, you know, waking up in the night screaming, and the mom goes in there and is like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And he tells yeah. her about the bad dream he just had. And she goes, where the hell did you come up with that? Yeah. And then there's going to be a murder. I'm sure that. No, that that but... dad had an argument about what he did after that. Like he paid a price. At some oh point. my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's the second man tonight that we've talked about that paid a price for his actions. We didn't the talk about Bob the Huggins. getting the autograph of the LSU game. Yeah. We didn't talk about Bob Huggins. Oh, <laughs> Bob Huggins. He's paying a price. It's just time for him to go. He just keeps making bad decisions. He made a bad decision on. Was he really know, at the Taylor Swift concert? I heard radio. that today. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to lie. Downtown Pittsburgh after the Taylor Swift concert. And I was like, wait a minute. Taylor Swift was in Pittsburgh this weekend. and he I would be like, shocked if Bob Huggins was there for the Taylor Swift concert. I want him to be so bad. I mean, it does make it funny. I, I was curious. I didn't even know they let people from West Virginia go to Pittsburgh. Like, I would have thought because of that rivalry, he's not allowed to go. But then I guess there's a bunch of Steeler fans in West Virginia, so I don't know. Maybe it's only a collegiate hate. I don't know. But he is a collegiate employee. It's just like if if a member of Virginia Tech staff is going to get in trouble, I really don't want to be in Charlottesville, I guess is what I'm saying. He wasn't. He was a mile away. 30 minutes after she started the concert. So unless he was on the way to it. Oh, like, he's not going to that. I was going to say, I, I just wanted to Bob do that. Huggins. So not even like always a Swifty, but like, you know, he's up in the luxury box, like with other people, you know, just like big does not strike and, me as, yeah, he doesn't strike me as uh, a, I wanted a Taylor so Swift. Bad. I would have been All right, Pat McAfee spreading fake news. Do you watch the Pat McAfee at ever or listen to his podcast? I don't. Um, I don't either. I do have people that do in my life, and 
I am told some of the inside references of that show and we laugh about it and mainly some of it is to annoy his wife. Um, but <laughs> I've never sat and watched a full episode of it. I'm more of a Levitar guy and I have to pick and choose between those two shows because they come on around the same time and they're both long shows. And I assume when it gets on to ESPN, I'll probably like, I might check it out then. And it's like, it'll be a little more accessible to me. So like, I'll probably give it that shot, but I'm just, I, I'm not initially on his vibe. And I think I've said that before and I like, I'm fine with it on game day and like he can be entertaining. And I think, that's my worry about him is like, I think I can take him on game day. Cause he's like one of five and he only has so much time where it's the Pat McAfee, you know, doing Pat McAfee things. And so like, it, maybe that's like the right amount of him, like the Aziz Asari effect. Like he was good in parks and rec, but just a hour and a half of him and stand up is not what I'm here for. Like hmm. maybe that's it, but I, and I'll give it a shot, I guess. I don't know. I'm, I'm excited that, some other guys on ESPN won't have as much screen time. <laughs> I was going to say, that's the that thing, right? Like, well, but in terms of ratings, he will be. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's why they brought him in. Right. I mean, their, their I radio lineup like is not Keller doing in. the less Stephen a, we could like get repeated. Like that's my issue with ESPN is like, you have Stephen a on the morning. You don't need to repeat them throughout the day or like then have his radio show tell about like, it's enough. And like, I, I avoid him in the morning. He's the busiest man. He is the busiest man in sports media. Good for him. I don't like him. And when I see him on my screen, I turn the other way. Same thing with Skip Bayless. When they used to argue. Oh, Shannon leaving. That's big. Yeah. Right. It's big, but I don't care. I don't watch and I'm still not going to watch. Where's he going? Who's Skip bringing in? I mean, come on. These are I'm not going there. What? I'm not going there. And wherever Shannon goes, I'm not going either. That's fair. Colin Cowherd was on one of my sports media podcasts as like a guest host, which was really weird, but he was like really open about leaving ESPN and then ESPN when they offered him again, like it was really interesting to hear all that stuff. And I listened to Colin Cowherd a lot back in the day, never have liked him, but he had an entertaining radio show. Like he would say, he's like you, or he just says some shit sometimes that you're like, (laughs) why is he, he's just not, I don't think he's right. And, And then sometimes he's right. Um, but it's like, that was the approach he took and it was an entertaining show. Um, but I mean, I haven't really followed him. Like I barely listened to him. I I've actually listened to more Dan Patrick lately than I had. I wish we were listening to Dan Patrick, but the person who controls the audio at work when I'm in that part of the, the office. Now I haven't been for the past two or three weeks, which has been a change. I get to listen to what I want to listen to. Um, but you, what are you, you're not squeezing shirts. What are you doing? No, we're working on uh, plaques and trophies at the moment. Um, or not plaques, but plates. You've got to learn different trades to make yourself more valuable. It's good. Right, that's what we're doing. Um, but he listens to Colin Coward all the time. Mainly, and this was more of an off-season thing, where he wanted to listen to it to get all the Lamar news he could because he knew it drove me crazy. Um, <laughs> we have that kind of relationship at work. Um <laughs> Where we find something, right. we find something that the other person can't stand, and we constantly try to find ways to bring that conversation up. Um, he's winning at that lately more than I am, which is unfortunate. Um, but yeah, it's just I I don't care for his show all that much. Um, Cowherds, right? 
I didn't care for it enough to follow him. Like, I mean, it's not like I've and really I like Dan on, Patrick. But... I like Dan Levitard. Um, I I listen to Levitard more than Dan Patrick. Um, but it's it's become a thing. And honestly, like, if you don't like the Levitard show because of the crazy hijinks going on, I would recommend they they're on YouTube the South Beach sessions because those are serious interviews he does with. Uh, yeah. top sports people and, and Ernie Johnson had one that honestly like that was I made yeah. the mistake of listening to that at work and that was hard to keep a dry eye while I'm doing what I'm doing at work and I was like Oof. um, I'm not against the Levitard show though that's a thing like I think it just missed me I think like when he was on ESPN and I was catching him when it was like the five o'clock show is when I got turned off from him and then I don't know I just, it was at a time where like, I wasn't listening at 11 when he went to 11. So like, I just, I just missed it, I guess. And like, I didn't like the hygiene. Like I got it. Like I keep so many times you don't tell me this, but other people have, or people on Twitter say it in general, like, Oh, you just don't get the show. And I know that's what that phrase is like. Yeah. Like I get, I get the comedy they're bringing. I like to a degree, I kind of don't mind. Like I liked when they would like update things like so randomly, like they talked about something and they'd like just throw in this fact in mid conversation about something else. Like I kind of like got, I like that kind of vibe, that kind of looseness, but I just, I don't know. There's, there's, there's something in it. I just haven't, I didn't dig. And I just like, then never gave it a chance to again. So. Some might say I'm doing the same thing to Eric church. So. (laughs) Fair enough. So what are they going to do? Like, are they going to rescue this submarine to go back to that for a second? I I mean, they're looking for it. They're putting out a huge search. Okay, so they are searching for the the submarine. A massive search operation has been launched to find the submarine with five people aboard that went missing during a trip to view the wreckage of the Titanic, official said Monday. How one of the guys of on there people? was the guy, a British national, who was one of the first people to travel to the Challenger Deep in the Pacific, the deepest known point on earth. So like that guy has been involved in these kind of situations before he's missing. How much money did these people pay to go see the Titanic? I don't know, but they are likely dead now. Cause this isn't like a movie where you're being quiet. So the enemy sub doesn't hear you like, or the shark, (laughs) the Meg got it. The big old shark. Oh, Oh, gosh, that is just eerie, right? Yeah. It's one of those things. And so this is the problem, uh, to let you in a little bit of the nuttiness I deal with at work. There's conspiracy theories running amok, and not the mainstream popular conspiracy theories. Trust me, they're not political. They're just stupid. Are these Graham conspiracy theories? No, no, no. Graham Graham is not. Nope, it's not Graham. These aren't political conspiracy theories. These are just dumb conspiracy theories. Um, that's why I assumed Graham. Oh, no, it's not Graham at all. <laughs> Graham is also somewhat annoyed at these conspiracy theories, which Mr. I can beat Larry Bird at basketball. That's, that's although, you know what? I want that more than anything in this on this earth is for Larry Bird to play Graham in a game of one on one. Because so help me if Graham were to beat Larry Bird, he wouldn't. But if he did. It would be the single greatest day of my life. 
because just getting to see the look on Rob's face and Aaron's face <laughs> as Graham beats Larry Bird, who I'm sure will not be quiet about it as he's doing it. <laughs> I could at that moment get struck by lightning and die. And I would be okay. My problem with this with this scenario, and this is getting really personal for the people on this podcast, for, for, for talking about this podcast that aren't, aren't here to defend themselves. Graham was at way too of an old of an age to where when Graham's granddad was on the court playing basketball, pick up basketball with us. And Graham was either close to or might have already been wearing a, a, a uniform that said Riverheads across the front. And his granddad picked his pocket and Graham's response was granddaddy and crying. Yeah, that's uh wow. <laughs> that's, now that's why I have my doubts that even as a mature man that Graham is now, I just I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm falling <laughs> for Graham hyping himself up. I don't know. I just want him to win. I I just want it. Kind of like I Virginia Tech football, right? Like win like district championship at Riverheads before I would say that he could beat nah. Bird at basketball. Kind of like Virginia Tech football, <laughs> where I want them to win a national championship. Everything in my brain says I will never be alive to see it, but I just kind of want it. It's in my mind, it's more likely Virginia Tech wins that national championship than oh, Graham. No could, chance. No could chance. Beat Larry Bird. <laughs> but um, I hope you're I right know. about that. But yeah, conspiracy theories. Yes. So, one of the shows that I have watched before dealing with Crazy Town at work um, on, you know, <laughs> Bigfoot aliens or lizard people or whatever. Um, it's a varying array there of conspiracies. Yep. Bigfoot. But, I mean, aliens, aliens are there. No, Bigfoot aliens. Well, Bigfoot aliens. Yeah, that's not Bigfoot, comma, alien aliens, have, comma. Every alien they have in movies, they never have that big of feet. I don't. It's it's <laughs> Bigfoot, like, is an alien <laughs> thing, um, <laughs> or whatever. So they're explaining some conspiracies with other conspiracies. <laughs> Bingo, and maybe you know. <laughs> <sighs> I've heard a lot about Antarctica that makes no sense over the past few weeks too. Um, but anyway, <laughs> that doesn't have to do with it being covered in freaking snow and ice. Um, but anyway, I've been watching this show that is originally a history show hosted by William Shatner called the unexplained. And they run the episodes on Hulu too. Uh, and me and another friend watch that for different reasons. I, there are a lot of people who watch that on there and be like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> oh, I hadn't thought about that. Oh, that's kind of interesting. Oh, what if that's true? We watch it laughing at the quote-unquote, and we're going to use the term here loosely, experts, um, who are on that, just talking about, like, you know, the pyramids got built, you know, with the help of aliens. Or that, you know, Atlantis is actually not humans at all they were aliens and the reason we can't find it now is because it didn't sink into the ocean it went up into the sky and went back into space um just some absolutely banana bonker stuff so if you're looking for something and you're just bored out of your mind and you just want to hear the absolute craziest stuff you'll ever hear in your life 
the unexplained on Hulu. Just. And Bill Shatner does a great job selling it. He's the perfect guy to host that because he's just weird enough for you to be like, I bet he does believe this. (laughs) I bet he catches that paycheck. Oh, yeah. Look, that's true. If some crazy show wants to get me on there and talk about crazy conspiracy theories and they want to pay me a million dollars, I'll absolutely do it. If they want to pay me $100,000, I'll absolutely do it. I'm, yeah. For, like, broadcasting, I mean, you can easily be bought. If they said, we need you to come (laughs) to pick a place in America for $100,000, we need you to shoot, I don't know, 20 episodes of this show. Be like, you got it, brother. (laughs) If they want to say 100 episodes, I'd be like, fine. All right. Is there anything oh, you're not watching right. anything? You just said that. What else you got? Yeah, we're between things. We're between things. That's about all I had. All right. I think it worked. I think it worked. I'll, we'll let the listeners tell us if it did not work, but I think it worked. I had a good time. I enjoyed watching the game. I don't think this is how mid October goes, but like, I think no, this, no, when the it's summer, the summer, summer and I got news for you folks, it's going to get weird, like the unexplained show. It's going to get weird around here. We're going to start talking about some stuff. Maybe we rank some shows. Maybe I bring Brad on and we talk about some Billy Joel songs again. I don't know. We'll see. Come up with ideas if you don't want to hear about Billy Joel. <laughs> All of a sudden we're flooded with ideas. <laughs> All right. Well, if you enjoyed tonight's podcast, subscribe. If you didn't, hey, normally this is not how we do it. So subscribe that way as well. And then tell uh, us never to do this us. again. Tell us what you thought of this at Yak Sports Pod on Twitter or Facebook. Uh, when I say subscribe, that means you can go on Podbean, Apple, Google, or Spotify. And, you know, for good or worse, we'll be our normal selves to a degree in August and September as a lot of good high school sports we get back in action, and particularly football, which are I'm already geared up for that coverage. I've already been sending texts and updating spreadsheets and looking at rosters. That's what I do in June. Cause that's the type of person that I am. And that's when I say for good or worse, better or worse, it's, it's, it's for the worse, but uh, tune in next week. We might do it like this again. We might not, but uh, we look forward to talking about the sports that matter to you, the Augusta County sports fan till then. We'll talk to you then. You've been listening to Yak Sports, your Augusta County sports podcast.